to get a school, a couple extra school rooms added to their school because um, kids were sitting three, four to a chair. There's um, teachers who are willing to teach, but there's nowhere for the kids to sit. So we built this addition to the school, and there's all the cute, happy school children. Um, but basically, um, we want um, what we do to be about meeting the physical needs of the community, whether that's um, this school, whether that's a medical center, whether that's um, digging wells or clearing out um, a canal. Those are just some examples of things we've done. Um, but those are all community initiated. Um, we also want to be um, all about the spiritual side of things and sharing the gospel. Um, and so in that vein, we have our local partners. Um, these are six local partners who are um, incredibly bold evangelists. They're incredible at sharing the gospel, and they've all come out of the Muslim faith themselves. So these are Muslim background believers. Um, they have experienced all kinds of persecution. They've experienced things um, that makes them uniquely able to share the gospel to those um, in the villages. They're able to speak the language way better than me, relate um, to a culture that's their own, um, and say things that are extremely encouraging um, to those people as they go out and share. Um, and so we love empowering these local leaders. Um, we are doing simple church in the villages for a number of reasons. Um, one of those reasons is because it's reproducible. It's something that anyone can do, anyone can start. Uh, even villagers who oftentimes are not literate. Um, we do a lot of audio resources. We gather them in groups where they're learning from the word. We call them discovery Bible studies. And right now we have 84 of those groups happening in the villages. Uh, in the last year, we've seen 64 people um, come to know Jesus. So, yeah, it's really exciting to see the Lord at work. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other thing that's really exciting is that these groups are now in the third generation. Um, we have groups that have started groups that have started groups because um, we're all about people, local leaders, people of peace, um, being able to gather their family, gather their friends, and once they've become believers, um, do that to the next generation. So um, I want to share, I have a video um, about um, one of our local partners. His name is Corbon, and yeah, I'll just let that go. Assalamu alaikum. Noma Corbon Ali. Masih sulu dumu hai ki da kamanda ya kajoni be kor meknum. Ma ami khom kamish shomoda shoyditum chel ma bam isoy masih imono vardum. Pesh azom ki ba isoy masih imon biorum ma kasali ruhoni budum yozdah sol. Az murda tarsite gibudum. و یک روحی نوپوگ وقت من نمیفهمیدم روحی نوپوگ زیان میگم اما در اومدگی بود ما تمامی کوری دنیا را کردم پیش ملو هم رفتم پیش علاوگردان هم رفتم پیش دختور هم رفتم هر خیلی دوروها میخوردم لیکن هیچی یاردم نمیکرد یک روزانم از کجای فهمیده که وقتی با کلیسو میروی در اوجه دعا میکنن شفا میوی ما همروی زنم خیستم با با کلیسو اومدم من نفهمی که بایو میگن که تو با وقتی ما اومدم یک برادر سیدالی هولیوی در آسمون است و ما در گفت که برادر میخیل در ایسای مسیح ایمان بیوری خود را شفا میتیا بعد ما زن ما جان کردم ای کشتالش گفتم که خیز رفتیم تکه جمعه را اووردی که وی برادر به برادر شین کمی صحبت کنیم بعد میروی بعد چیشتم قدیم خیلی صحبت کرد در باره ایسای مسیح گفتد که وی چخل بیموری را شفا میدود مردوار زنده میکرد بعد ما شیشتم گوش کردم و مرا تکلیف کرد که روز جمعه بیوم و در ایجا تواتی عبادت میکنیم پرستیش میکنیم پس ترد او میخونیم 
وقتی من اونجا اومدم این برادر سیدالیشون و یا تاعتی بودت میکرد خم اونجا شیشتون تو آخر ششتون بعد گفتم که خیلی چخل میکردیم بعد و یا مرا سه نفره گرفتن دعا کردن وقتی و یا دعا میکردن در بدن ایما چیزی همی خیلی لرزونده لرزونده سینی بولو اومد از بدن ایما بر اومده رفت داد گفته بعد من گفتم چیزی بر اومد چیزی بر اومد که بعد سیدالی گفت خدا را شگر گوی بعد من شفای افتم رفتم نقض دیگه خنده کده میگردم دیگه نمی ترسیدم من ششتک پس بودم مردم را فریم میکردم پلشون را میگرفتم پلزیاد میگرفتم بعد یک روز امیخل سه روز پس از دو آخونی نخواست همون روحوی نپاکی که قطیمه گب زده بودن از سر از بیرون قطیمه گب زدن که یالی ما اوالی تر بدتر میکنیم من ترسیده در او کده پیش سایدالی دویدم اومدم کلیسا گفتم سایدالی همون روحو قطیمه گب زدن بابای گفتم مرا دعا بخون گفتم مرا دعا نمیخونم تو مروی چی؟ بعد از مطب بابی دوازه از آیتی چلی دو تو چلی ششه گفت که اما وقتی روی نپاک از آدم بیرون میاد امیرا گفت که وای در جایی به آب گردیش میکنه با گشته میاد پیش آدم اوجا داخل شده نمیتونه میره بعد ای خودش هفت روحی بدتره میاره با گفتم باید ما چکو کنم گفت راو دیگر را شویدیته با ما اینجا برو مادم و کسی قطیبو میخوردم در برای ایسای مسیح گب میزدم بعد اصلاح آدم ما را دیوانه هم گفتن رفیق ما را سر بکردن که جا در میشتم قطیب گب نمیزدن روحان بالانسی دان گرفتم و امروز خدمت میکنم در خداوند از امروز تا به روزه yeah so that is Corbone's story um, it's a big encouragement to me all of the stories of all of my local partners I love hearing them I have a lot of stories of my own um, that I could share with you that I could tell um, over here is Sherzod who um, his own father um, was going to light him on fire his brother and him escaped praise the Lord there's Dilorom who was freed from demons uh, she was spiritually oppressed and then was set free over here we have uh, my friend Shohona she's 11 and she's brought her family to know Christ uh, if you want to hear more of these stories I'd love to talk and share more with you um, I'm going to be in the cafe after um, so I'd love to connect with you tell other stories but the story I wanted to share um, with you guys today is my own story about how I was uh, here in Moran this was three years ago um, and I was sitting up there in the balcony a year about before I had um, moved overseas but it was something that the Lord had been pressing on my heart um, he was stirring up this desire to go to Tajikistan a lot of uncertainty a lot of questions one of the big things was how am I going to support raise how am I going to have the funds to do this how am I going to ask people for money when I'm just graduating college all my other friends are getting jobs um, and so there's a lot of just like fear and hesitation in my heart but um, there was this couple there who I'd met and chatted with a little bit during the service or during the break and um, they had no idea that any of this was going on in my heart but after the service they were responding to whatever the Lord had invited them to do or say or share and they said hey Monica we'd like to be your first support rate uh, support team we'd like to be the first ones to give and that completely wrecked me because <laughs> um, I saw the Lord's provision uh, and how he was preparing a way and how he had put people um, who were gonna help me get overseas uh, Carol has been a huge help to me getting overseas um, Margaret you know and he's used people from Moran um, but I just wanted to encourage you guys um, today if there's a way that um, you feel like the Lord is inviting you. Moran Park has been 
encouraging me, praying for me, providing for my financial needs. Um, here, I want to show up um, a way that you guys can get involved, which is to uh, receive my monthly updates. That's a QR code if you want to scan it, if you want to um, join my um, newsletter updates. Um, and there's also going to be a sign-up sheet uh, after the service if you want to sign up more the old-fashioned way. But um, I want to invite you guys, uh, and I'm thankful to the Lord for all the ways that you have already um, been partnering, been a part of what the Lord has been doing overseas. Like this is all, all these stories are your stories because you've supported and encouraged me. But I just want to be, um, yeah, also extend the invitation, uh, especially as we're trying to um, find support for our local partners. Um, and if you're interested in giving, if the Lord's asking you to get involved in prayer, those are things, um, yeah, that you can take steps of faith in today. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to encourage you guys that just as my journey started with responding to an invitation from the Lord, um, that if that's something that the Lord is asking you today, um, to take that step. Um, yeah, well, however he's calling you to do it. Um, whatever you hear from the Lord, walk in faith. Believe that the Lord will use you in ways you never expected. So, thank you. Can you put that QR code back up there? I'm going to have you move aside because you're oh, too tall. She was too. <laughs> we'll both move aside. You can, if you have an iPhone, I don't know about Androids, but if you have an iPhone, you can just hold your camera up towards this and it brings up her webpage. It's pretty slick. But you were too tall for my phone. <laughs> okay, I'm going to come toward you. Um, so I just want to, how can we pray for you? So give us something to pray and then I'm going to pray for you. I think prayer for, um, I guess, just my local partners, um, yeah, and for the work that they're doing in the villages, um, and it's been fun um, being back in America, but also kind of hard to be away from them, and, um, you know, I hear updates all the time, and I feel like my heart is just, like, really longing to be back there with them, uh, which, I don't know, I wasn't entirely expecting to feel all those emotions, but... Um, yeah, pray that their village ministry would continue to um, grow, that specifically one village that we're working in is having a little bit of, um, yeah, just conflict. So we can pray for that village specifically as well. All right, if you want to lift a hand towards her, and we will pray for Monica. Oh, Father, we thank you so much for just the boldness and bravery to follow your voice. Um, Father, I thank you that Monica listened and obeyed. And I thank you for all of the kingdom impact that has happened since then because of that. Um, Jesus, we just bless you. We bless you for speaking and guiding. And um, we just thank you for your kingdom going forward through the school, through these people, um, through her um, just... I could just hear the excitement and the passion um, inside of her for this. And so I praise you for that, Jesus, because it's just such a gift. And so, Father, I ask that you would just continue to foster that inside of her as she is back stateside, Father, that you would just keep that passion and that fire alive in her belly um, for evangelism and for the kingdom. And 
I pray, Father, for the communities that she did leave behind. Father, I pray that your presence would just continue to move there, that they would um, just continue to experience you and know you and feel seen. And, um, Father, we just pray for your kingdom to go forth in new ways, that people would encounter you, that they would meet you, that they would know you. And, um, Father, that your name would be made great there. Um, Father, we pray for the people. I just... 99% Muslim, it means 99% don't know you. And so, Father, we pray for that to change. We pray for just an awakening of the gospel over there. And we just pray that you would bless the hands of the workers, the laborers over there, Father, that you would um, just bless the work of their hands. Father, and that they would just um, feel your presence and your comfort and, um, oh, that they would just feel your delight and pleasure in their obedience. being there and sharing you with people. Um, And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Monica. Okay, so again, after the service, you can go towards the cafe for coffee and to talk to Monica. (laughs) So she'll have stuff over there. Okay, good morning. Um, I'm just going to kind of give you a little brief overview of what the rest of the morning is going to look like. So we are focusing on prayer this week. And Even as I say that, I just want you to pay attention to kind of what that feels like inside of you. Um, I know sometimes when you hear what we're doing, like last week when they were like, hey, this week we're just going to connect. Some people were like, no, thank you. (laughs) And other people, that's super exciting. So this week we're going to be focusing on prayer. And as we were praying for this week, we really just... um, the, the thing that kind of kept coming was we want to be a people that are known as a people of prayer. I think from the beginning of this church, I don't think, I know from the beginning of this church, that has been something that the Lord has really kind of um, laid on us to focus on is to be people of prayer. We don't do things um, how a lot of churches typically do things. We pretty much do things all by prayer. So when we choose elders, it's by prayer. When we when we hire people, it's by prayer. When we, I don't even know, you guys, it's like everything is driven by prayer. And we don't want to not walk in that vein just because we're trying new things. That's still something that's very important to us. And so in order to be a people of prayer, um, it can't just be the leadership, right? It can't just be the elders and the staff and the whatever um, doing it. We need the whole body to be a people of prayer. And so we feel really passionate about um, equipping and making it accessible for everyone, that no one is disqualified from a life of prayer, that no one feels like they can approach the Lord in prayer and that it can't be a part of their daily life. And so as we kind of rotate through these Sundays and we focus on prayer from time to time, I just wanted to make it clear that that's our goal, is that we are a people of prayer. A verse that the Lord gave me, I don't know, a couple years ago, um, in light of this was I lead a little prayer group on Wednesdays at noon and I've led it for like, I don't even know, 10 years or something. And after like, I don't know, six years, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. (laughs) And the Lord just nailed me with Romans 12, 12, which is, um, it talks about being joyful in affliction and patient. I don't even know if there's a bunch of good stuff in there. But at the end, it says, be faithful in prayer. It doesn't say be joyful in prayer. It doesn't say be zealous in prayer. It says be faithful. And so it was just like, oh, sometimes we're not going to feel like praying. Sometimes we're not going to be feel like, oh, this is super exciting and what I want to do. And we're called to do it anyway. And so that's really just the vein that this is kind of from, coming from is we want to be people that are faithful in prayer. And so um, 
the other thing that kind of kept coming, even as we were praying this week for this Sunday, was that the Lord would teach us to pray. And so when the disciples were asking the Lord, hey, how do you do this? Like, teach us to pray. We want to have that humble heart that, like, we still don't know everything about prayer. We will never know everything about prayer. And we can always come to the Lord and ask for more. And so we want to be people that have that heart that kind of come in with teach us to pray. Not only how to pray, but teach us to pray in every situation throughout our daily lives that we would be people that turn to prayer. All right, let me make sure I hit all, everything I was supposed to say. Um, oh, yeah. Um, so another thing that we're trying to really shift is that we know that this body, everybody here has a role. Everybody here is a part of the body for a reason. And there's so many things that have kind of gone untapped for a long time. And so we're trying to kind of tap into more people and more resources and allow more people to walk in their gifts in the body. And so one of those things will be, you'll be seeing a lot of different teachers up here. We want to hear from different voices and hear um, just allowing people to kind of walk in and experience their gift of teaching. And we have a lot of those people in this body. And so today you're going to be hearing, I'm just going to call you out. I'm just going to call you a teacher. There it is. Um, <laughs> we have two uh, gentlemen that we'll be sharing this morning, just reflections of what the Lord's been sharing with them. And um, Al is one of them and Chris is one of them. And both of them just had something on their heart about prayer that they felt led to share. And it's just this beautiful opportunity to share with all of you, their family, um, what the Lord is doing and encourage you um, with that. The last thing that I'm going to share is that uh, myself and Cindy are up here in these two little chairs. And if you're new to Moran or you're new, newer recently, um, this is something that is another thing that we do a little bit differently, but as we are kind of praying later, and then we'll go back into a time of worship, um, we fully believe that everyone here can hear the voice of the Lord. And sometimes he will talk to you for yourself, and sometimes he will talk to you for others, and sometimes he will talk to you for the whole body. And if you are sitting there and you hear something from the Lord, and you think, hey, this might be for more than just me, and we want to encourage you to come up and share it with us. And we will help you discern whether that is for the whole body. And sometimes it is. And then we'll invite you to share it. And sometimes it will be. And you'll be like, I'm absolutely not going up on that stage. And we will share it for you. But we, <laughs> we very much prefer that you share it. Because we believe um, it is best translated through the vessel that the Lord gave it to. So um, you can come up and we'll help you discern that. And then it edifies, encourages, and comforts the body. Um, so there's that. So I'm going to invite Al. Where is Al? Over here. Okay. So Al's going to come on up, and he is going to share um, just kind of what the Lord has been speaking and teaching him about prayer recently. Thank you. Good morning. This is my first time ever standing up here doing anything like this. Can't hear me? This is my first time standing up here doing anything like this. And you know what? God's good. So I'm just going to take a moment and I'm going to pray. All right? So Father God, I just ask that you would speak through me. Lord, whatever you've given me to share, God, let your spirit take it and make it alive. Because it's all about you. There's nothing that we can do in ourselves. Thank you, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, to hunger and thirst for God, 
is kind of a, a focus that I want to focus on this morning. And I'm going to be reading from Psalm 63, verse 1. It's a psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. When I first read that, I thought about it. I thought, you know, I can relate to that, although I've not been in the desert, but spiritually I can relate to those times when you just get thirsty and you're hungry. So as I was talking with God, I, I wanted to have a way to relate this to somebody that may not understand what it means. But how many in here would say there's been times either your children or yourself, you just weren't hungry anymore. You just weren't thirsty. You, you, you didn't feel right. Things just weren't right in your physical body. And I just want you to think about that because there's a spiritual parallel to that. If you had a child that wouldn't eat, wouldn't drink, would you just ignore it? Or would you tend that? Would you like call the doctor, make an appointment, get that child in to find out what's wrong? Naturally, you would. But how often do we not thirst or hunger for God? I mean, thirst and hunger. Yeah, we, we may say our prayer, we may do a devotional, but I'm talking about hunger and thirsting for God. And we don't really think about the fact that we're supposed to hunger and thirst. So we kind of ignore it. But the urgency that we would deal with our child or ourselves if we were physically not functioning properly, we should even have more of a tendency to deal with the spiritual. We need to be aware of what God is saying and doing in our lives. <clears throat> few years ago, I don't know how many, you kind of lose track after a while, but I was going through a time in my life to where I was reading the Bible, I was praying, I was going to church, I was doing all of these things, but I knew there had to be more because it wasn't fulfilling the spiritual aspect. And as I was sitting there one night, I was reading, I was doing some studying, and it was nothing. It just seemed to lack. And I stopped, and I just said, God, I can't do this. I know there's more. I want more of you. I need more of you. I cannot go on like this. It means nothing. I mean, it was just an emptiness that was there. And I, I, I did, I, I broke down and I saw my brokenness for what it was and I just said, God, please, I need you. I need to know you in a more intimate way. And he showed up. And there was a period that night I was just communing with God, literally. And... Uh, that led me just from that point on, I'd like to say it's always been like that. Nah. But I have an understanding now of what I need 
to gain that intimacy with him. And it's ongoing. It's not ending. It's an ongoing process as long as we are in this flesh until we stand before him. We have to understand there's a hunger and thirst that has to be in our lives. If it's not, we need to find it. We need to get a hold of him and have it. And it has just created a deeper walk with him, a more of a, a love relationship, if you will, that I did not have before, that I couldn't get from sitting in a pew, that I couldn't get from having just a nice devotional. If you're doing those things, I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying there is so much more that will give you life. And that's what most of us are really looking for. Um, I have a quote by a man by the name of Tommy Tenney, who was around years ago, uh, maybe known for a book, a devotional he did on God chasers. Um, and it just, it was so good. May hungering and thirsting for God drive us to a passionate, relentless pursuit of him. I mean, that just says it all. A passionate, relentless pursuit of a relationship, an intimate time with God. It just speaks so much more than, uh, I'm going to have a time of prayer, which is good, but a passionate, something that's from the heart. I'm going to close with this scripture. It's Jeremiah 29, verses 11 through 13. It's out of the New Living Translation. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And in those days when you pray, I will listen. And verse 13 just grabbed me. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. It's not a casual thing that we do. It takes a whole heart. It takes a passion for him. And I just pray that God would speak to you this morning. If you're not there, that he would lead you there. So at this time, I'm going to turn it over to my brother. Oh, you're not going to stand up here? No. Oh, come on. <laughs> Thanks, Al. It's my privilege to lead us into a time of prayer. Uh, we are one in spirit, and uh, we are united in that spirit, and so... Uh, I'm just going to open us with a quick prayer before we enter together. Lord God, I just pray for this time. I pray, Lord, that you will um, stir up our hearts, that we can be fertile soil to listen and to obey. Quiet our minds, that we can worship you in spirit and in truth as we commune with you in prayer. We pray this in your name. Amen. All right, so this is a little intimidating if you're like me uh, to think about 
taking this much time in a church service to pray is not something that I'm used to. I've been in church a long time, but we're going to take the next 15 minutes or so and have a time of prayer. Uh, and so it's going to start with some individual prayer, and I get to give you some promptings. Uh, and if you're like me, some of you are very verbal, and some of you are visual, and so having some things to think about, um, some words uh, or some images, I think might just be helpful to stir the spirit uh, prompting and to help you as you're listening. And so um, we're going to have four different times of prayer, and the first one is going to be on Thanksgiving. So up on the screen, um, we've got Psalm 100, which I think is familiar to most of you. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. I really like the message paraphrase of that last, uh, of, of verse 4. Uh, in the message we read, Enter with the password, thank you. Uh, as we enter into a time of prayer with our Creator, Father, uh, we start by just saying thank you. And so um, I just have a couple things up on the screen that I just want to share. Uh, one is from Psalm 107, verses 8 and 9, where it says, Give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. So we think about what Al shared about hungering and thirsting. And even as we uh, think about what uh, Monica shared at the beginning about um, living water pouring in us and through us. Um, I just want us to pray for um, to God just saying thank you. Thank you for the ways that he's surrounded you and loved you this week. Um, and... Um, one more thing before we begin our time of prayer. Uh, it might be different for you, but um, I want to invite you, if you are struggling with what to say thank you for, if it's been a particularly hard week, um, there's a uh, discipline of um, breath prayer or breathing prayer where you inhale and you say a word like Father and then exhale, thank you for loving me. And so if you're looking for, if you're struggling for words of thanks, uh, I invite you into something along those lines. So we're going to just spend the next three or four minutes in prayer thanking God.
Amen. The words that uh, came to me were, taste and see that the Lord is good. I know for some of us, um, Al shared about a spiritual desert, and uh, I think God teaches that the desert can be fertile ground for growth uh, and for sanctification, for making holy, for making us more like him. It can also be fertile ground for grumbling, for complaint, and I think saying thank you um, helps us turn to him and move towards him. Um, In Exodus chapter 16, we read about the Israelites in the desert. And then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in, and that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, In the evening you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of Egypt. In the morning you will see the glory of the Lord. We have a God who provides for us, a God who loves us, and who gives us daily bread. I think of the scripture when God teaches us how to pray, give us today our daily bread. And... um, As we think about God's provision, I'm reminded of two images, if we can have those on the screen, from the desert in Israel. Uh, The first image, the one on the left, is the broom tree. The broom tree pops up in parts of the desert in Israel, and it's just enough shade for somebody who's wandering through and comes across one of these little trees to crawl underneath and get shade from the sun. And the one on the right is called green pasture. It's not what I think about when I read Psalm 23, uh, but that's actually called green pasture. The Lord leads us to green pasture, our shepherd, just enough for today. And so I want to think about how God has provided for us. Um, Think about some of the names of God. And so I put some of the names of God up on the screen. And I think uh, for our next few minutes, just praying Uh, If one of those or two of those names of God really sticks out to you today, um, God is a uh, provider, God is a healer, God is a shepherd. Whether it's something that you've seen or something that you feel that you need, uh, just to take the next few minutes to pray into the scripture. Um, Taste and see that the Lord is good.
Amen. I'm uh, reminded or the thought that came in my head as we were praying was a different name of God that Josh shared with us two weeks ago, and that is the God who sees me, uh, as uh, Hagar uh, said in the desert. Um, And um, he sees us and he knows us, and I think sometimes that makes us feel uh, vulnerable. And so I think I want to just take the next time to enter into a time of confession, uh, knowing that we have a God who knows us. And while we were yet still sinners, he died for us to bring us back to him, to redeem us. And so the uh, two passages uh, that I'll have on the screen here for us to pray into is first one from 1 John 1 verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And Psalm 32, verse 5. If I acknowledge my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity, I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. As we enter into our time of confession, um, a breath prayer uh, that you could pray is, Lord God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I invite you into a time of confession.
Amen. And our last prayer is a prayer for the filling of the Spirit. Um, this is going to be something that we're going to, I'm going to invite you to do with your neighbors here. Uh, I think that this is uh, scriptural and praying for this together. Um, in Jewish culture, uh, in the time that Jesus was alive, there was something called mikvah, which was a ritual washing that families would go into together um, where they would take water and wash their head, representing their thoughts and their heart, uh, representing their will and their hands and their feet, representing their actions. And um, when we think about the baptism of the Spirit, um, that living water flowing through us through the Spirit of God. And so a couple of passages that I just want to read, uh, one from John chapter 7. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit, who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not yet been given, because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. And then in Acts chapter 8, now when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them, that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen upon any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they began laying their hands on them, and they were receiving the Holy Spirit. So I just would invite you with your neighbors um, just to share a little time of prayer, asking uh, that God empower us for the work that he's called us into in the week ahead, uh, filling of his spirit.